Thank you very much for joining us for this week's Tech Law 10. I'm Jonathan Armstrong from Cordray over here in London. With me is Eric Sinrod uh, in the sunnier, I hope, California. And I was over in the U.S., Eric, uh, three or four weeks ago, and I had the privilege, I think that's the word, of seeing your sort of presidential elections unfold, um, the <laughs> genius that is Sarah Palin propping up Donald Trump and, and, and Hillary being, if you like, the establishment candidate. And you've been thinking about the elections as well. Well, we've all been thinking about the election, so thank you. It's actually a very foggy morning here in the San Francisco Bay Area, not so sunny. But, yes, you're correct. For us, it seems like the presidential campaign has been going on forever, and yet the election doesn't take place until the distant future in November of this year, and then the new president takes office in January 2017. We've had so many debates, Jonathan, speeches, statements, quotes in the press by the candidates. I think last night was the 11th Republican debate, and they went wow. in it down, I believe, from 14 original Republican candidates, and now we have four, and they just keep talking relentlessly. Uh, topics like immigration and whether we should build that big wall between the United States and Mexico has been rehashed and over and over again, and as I say, beating dead horses further to death. So you would think, Jonathan, that practically every imaginable topic uh, has been discussed ad nauseum on the campaign trail, but perhaps of interest to you and to our listeners, there's one really important topic that's been going ignored. And I'm wondering, Jonathan, can you guess what that is? I'm going to go for cybersecurity. Well, you were given a hint in advance by me. <laughs> but you're a prescient person anyway. So I think, it's Oscar uh, week. Right. It's Oscar week. Come on. <laughs> all right. Jonathan Armstrong, who knows all. He's right. You know, you should, you know, unfortunately, I don't think you're qualified to run for president of the United States. You're not a naturally born United States citizen. Uh, but if you were a candidate, you would be telling us about cybersecurity. These candidates we have here, they talk tough, and each seems to suggest that he or she will be the mightiest of the mighty when it comes to dealing with the likes of Putin in Russia and North Korea and ISIS. But hardly ever, if not never, do these candidates talk about cybersecurity. Now, as we know and as we've explored in our many podcasts, the Internet is truly wonderful in many regards. We have all sorts of information at our fingertips instantaneously, we can communicate with people all over the world in so many online ways. Shopping has never been easier. You can buy practically anything with just a simple click. But just as the commercial world has gone online, so has conflict, crime, and war. Yes, war. Um, and along those lines, and this is not being discussed by our candidates, a number of countries are beefing up their cyber warfare capabilities, uh, not only for defensive purposes, but also for potential attacks. Uh, such attacks could bring down all sorts of critical systems, Jonathan, like banking, air traffic control, electrical and nuclear power systems, and the list just goes on and on. And these attacks also could disrupt our own military capabilities. Uh, some experts believe that the United States, and I'm focusing on our country here, needs to do more in this new era of potential cyber warfare and that might be true for your country too, Jonathan. And yeah. 
These experts have suggested that the U.S. should be hiring thousands of more Internet security experts. And I don't know if you know this, Jonathan, but, but President Obama has just recently suggested billions of more budgetary dollars for cybersecurity purposes. So I'm now coming around the bend and getting back to our presidential candidates. Why aren't they talking about cybersecurity when they're talking about talking when they're talking about being tough and fighting enemies of the United States? What's going on? I mean, we hear about a wall. We hear about you know we're not going to tolerate uh, any uh, mischief by perceived enemies, but why? And I believe, Jonathan, the frightening answer to that question is that they just don't understand the issues relating to cyber warfare well enough to express uh -huh. opinions and to outline strategies and plans. So they don't want to you know, stick their neck out. And this is problematical because whoever becomes president will need to get up to speed very quickly. And preferably, the candidates right now should be getting schooled on these issues so they can be discussed as part of the campaign. And so the next president will be uh, capable uh, and ready to go and handle these issues immediately upon taking office next January. So, Jonathan, from your side, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it seems to me that it, it is very worrying. I mean, from my, you know, distant uh, three and a half thousand miles away from nearest landfall or however far it is, it seems to me, I, I've been puzzling this since you mentioned it yesterday, and um, I, I mean, I, I sort of agree with you, except here's my distant view. Obviously, Trump seems to be the front runner on one side, and he doesn't strike me as a man that would not talk about something because he didn't know about it. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he's not a man that lets ignorance get in the way of a sign, soundbite, I wouldn't have thought. So how do you really feel? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but then the, the the more troubling one to me is um, is Hillary if she's the lead candidate on the other side. Now it could be that she knows nothing about security, or it could be that she believes that because of her own email issues, she's being told by her advisors not to go within a million miles of the topic on the campaign trail. And, and you know, as a distant observer of your politics, I, I wonder if the latter is the more realistic prospect. Um, I can remember in our political uh, environment back in the day when Tony Bly um, got into office, one of the key things that his advisors led by uh, a man who's now Lord Mandelson did, was effectively once Blair was the front runner, he behaved prime ministerially and mm -hmm. effectively avoided any controversial topic at all. You know, if you are the front runner, you should behave like the front runner. And, and, and I wonder if that's how Hillary's been briefed, really. Don't go near anything like that, because that's one of Trump's areas of attack. You know, I, I think he said, didn't he, this week, oh, Hillary will run against me if she doesn't get indicted and that's a realistic possibility or something like that. So so, so I wonder if the debate is, is um, almost led by ignorance on one side and, and total awareness as to what the consequences of raising <laughs> the topic might be on the other. And, and whatever the reasons, I agree with you that it's that it's unhealthy. It is 
one of the big issues facing us. As you say, all of the bad actors that you've talked about have uh, cyber warfare capabilities. We've heard in the Apple case, and that's probably not a topic to go into today, that the FBI effectively seem to be saying that they're under-resourced when it comes to uh, responding to cyber threats. And so you would have thought it's exactly the topic that should be on everybody's agenda. There's so much I could say in response. Good comments there. I mean, I think as far as Trump, I think he has what he considers, you know, his touchstone, you know, safe points, uh, even though he's, you know, he is willing to stick his neck out. But he, he says it in a way where he's mainly lodging personal attacks against other candidates and then just sort of saying his mantra, build the wall, build the wall. Um, it's hard to know how Hillary Clinton's being advised. You'd like to think that she has some awareness of the issue. She was the head of the State Department here yeah. for the United States, and perhaps she's being advised this isn't a topic she should stray into. Um, she's doing well right now in terms of heading toward the Democratic nomination, so why, you know, maybe perhaps why get into a different and new issue? Who knows how the email controversy will play out? Obviously, the Republicans are going to try to make a big deal of that out of it, and they're hoping she'll get indicted. Who knows what will happen there? And then let's, let us not forget you know, Cruz and Rubio and even Kasich on the Republican side. They are you know, beating, the drawers, sorry, beating the drums of potential war when anybody transgresses the interests of the United States. So they're sort of bringing up uh, warfare issues. But even in that context, they stay away from this topic of cybersecurity. You know, you hear about boots on the ground and, you know, we're going to beef up the military and increase our arms strength, but they don't talk about cybersecurity. Uh, so very curious. Well, this is the type of topic yeah. that we could discuss, you know, quite a bit. I do think at some point we should talk about uh, the Apple issue. Maybe that will be our next podcast. Um, right now, uh, this is the conclusion of Tech Law 10 on cybersecurity in the presidential campaign. Please uh, listen to us as we go forward and, deliver any ideas you have. I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. You can find me by email at ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I turn it back over to the ever-knowledgeable and prescient Jonathan Armstrong. Well, thanks very much, Eric. Uh, Jonathan.armstrong at cauldrycompliance.com. I think it is a topic we'll no doubt return to as the election progresses as well. And uh, all that remains is to thank you for listening. Do connect with us on social media or send us a, an old-fashioned email if you've got any thoughts. Look forward to speaking to you again in a week or so. Thanks for listening. Cheers.